T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to another episode of Vet Story. I'm your host, Phil Briggs, sitting alongside my colleague, Matt Saint-Sing. How are you, sir? I'm well. Yourself? Really good, man. Good. good really good. good. Now, you and I both have a curious interest in stories about cannabis. Uh, for some reason. <laughs> yeah. And it's good. It comes from a very sincere place, and I know you cover the hell out of it. And when you <laughs> do a story on it, you like to roll your sleeves up, and you have been, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, relentless yeah. in finding the stories about it. The reasons Capitol Hill and Congress is failing every veteran that walks the face of this earth right now. Yep. And sometimes you find stories along the way that are just complete, you know, just things that'll make you mad. Like WTF. Exactly. WTF moments in cannabis coverage. And I'm just going to read the lead here for this recent article. Please do. Please do. And then you're going to kind of open it up and tell me what we're getting ready to hear in today's episode. But the headline reads, he uses CBD to treat his cancer. And now his job is up in smoke. Tell me the 30,000-foot view of what we're getting ready to hear. What what the heck is going on here? So Henry Cobbs is – he is like an extremely smart guy. He has like a 1,000-pound brain. Okay. He's a 77-year-old Vietnam veteran. He joined the Air Force in the 1960s. The Air Force trained him to be a Chinese linguist. So he just picked up Chinese while he was in the Air Force, was a Chinese linguist, did over 4,300 uh, combat missions – 4,300 hours of combat missions over North Vietnam intercepting Chinese communications. And oh, whatnot. wow. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of insane, right? Um, after he was enlisted, he became an officer, did a full 22-year career in the Air Force, decided he didn't have enough. On the way, he, p- he picked up master's degrees, has a PhD, uh, and his re- most recent job, which he has held for eight years, by the way, has been the dean of, of academics at the Air Force Special Operations School, or AFSOS, uh, in the Panhandle in Florida. Wow. A- and he was dismissed from his job for vaping CBD. Now, when people see, hear CBD, they, make, they mainly focus on the C, meaning canna or cannabis, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. let's just break that down for a minute. So you have the marijuana plant, which, of course, is a Schedule One. Oh, it's drug. Yeah, it's, exactly. Yeah, yeah, the, the, oh, it's the devil's seed. The it's, devil's it's lettuce. Worse is, than cocaine. Yeah, as my mom would say. Right? Not anymore, but she would back when I was a kid. But yeah, and so he has prostate cancer, and he has a recommended prescription. It's not a prescription, but it's recommended from doctors to va- okay. to vape. And again, CBD is non psychoactive, so it cannot get you high. Yeah, it's no not matter the how much, no matter how long, how, how, no matter how hard I try or anyone tries. <laughs> Right, CBD cannot get you high, but it helps relax you. And and uh, Henry Cobbs, again, a 77-year-old Vietnam veteran, says it helps him deal with his cancer. So what happened was he went into work one day because someone else was like, hey, man, I just got a diagnosis with cancer, you know, a very similar cancer. Yeah. And he's like, hey, man, brought in his vape pen, says, this is what I use, and it, it tends to help me, if nothing else, for headspace. But he thinks it helps him physically as well. And this was a colleague that he this, was... This was someone at the at the school, at the at, at, AFSOS, the uh, Special Operations School. Yeah. And 
somehow I'm not sure who exactly did it, but somebody ratted him out and he was dismissed from his job that he has held for eight years. Holy what? Who is that shallow that a conversation among two people discussing fair and worthy treatments for cancer are gonna are gonna find that offensive enough to report to some sort of commanding officer? It sounds like somebody who doesn't understand what CBD is, and they're focusing on that C. They're focusing. Oh, it's part of a cannabis plant. It's bad. It's illegal. It's Schedule One. You shouldn't have your job. And the Air Force school uh, obliged, and they agree, and they dismissed him. Uh, so he's go- he's talked to a lot of press. I t- did an interview with him that you're about to hear a part of it. Super smart guy, super genuine guy who just wants to use his own cancer or take his own cancer treatment in his own hands. Wow, so many questions that I know we'll hear answers to or at least hear you investigate as we get into your conversation with Mr. Henry Cobbs. Um, I got to ask, is Florida a state where medical marijuana is legal? Uh, I'm actually not 100% sure on that. Um, I, I know that there are some medical marijuana dispensaries that just opened up, but it's a recent thing. Right. Um, right. And I believe, because I have a friend who lives in Tampa, I think you can go just go and buy CBD like at any head shop, like right. the hemp CBD, um, over-the-counter type stuff. So um, CBD he, may be legal, but it yeah. could be we're awaiting legislation to see right. if Florida it's, is actually going to go full-on medical marijuana. Correct, legit. correct. It's definitely, but, not re- definitely not recreational but marijuana. But this is CBD. This is CBD. Which, you don't, which is not marijuana or is not it's, THC it's an extracted. Category. Extracted from the plant. Yeah, it's it's separate. It's a separate component, like a molecule within the plant. Yeah. And this is all happening within the state of Florida. Yes, 100%. And the irony there is, isn't the state of Florida also the state where I can take a doctor's note and go yeah. get a prescription for Oxycontin yeah. from, you know, a, a pharmacopoeia in a strip mall next to a pizza place and a food lion? You can go wrestle a gator if you want, right, in Florida. I grew up there, so I, you know, but I will say this. We, we reached out to a spokeswoman of the 492nd Special Operations Wing, and she told us that uh, the current state of federal law is that medicinal use of marijuana and marijuana derivatives is not legal. We will continue to follow the law and expect our employees to do the same. So even if it happened in Florida, but they still got to follow the Air Force and federal rules. Right. So that, that's kind of that's, they're, they're kind of using that. But this just goes to show, I mean, it's, it's definitely not a common sense thing. All right, let's get into your interview with Mr. Cobbs. I was in from the 15th of September, 1960, until 1 October, 1982. 22 years active duty Air Force. Went in uh, at age 19. uh, Was served as a Chinese linguist for about 12 years enlisted. Okay. And then I got commissioned in 19... 72 and uh, went to Thailand, stayed in the intelligence community for obvious reasons because I had TS clearances and code word clearances and uh, went to Thailand as a detachment commander for sensor operations, which was Westmoreland's baby uh, in Nam, and then they moved everything, headquarters USAG, to Nakam Phnom Air Base, Thailand, where four-star Joan Vogt was our commander. But I ran the sensor detachment there. Uh, we did um, comment, uh, communications intelligence, counting trucks and listening to traffic coming out of the north. 
into the South. We reported that every day, and I provided a briefing to the four-star on that traffic. Then I went to Kadena from there, Okinawa, and served as the 18th Tech Fighter Wing Intel Officer for three years, or for eight, about two years. And um, along the way uh, in the Air Force, I picked up an undergraduate degree from University of Nebraska, my first master's from University of Southern California, USC, in L.A., and then my second master's from Troy University uh, in international relations. The first master's was in instructional design and uh, technology and education, and then the second was in international relations, uh, focusing on the Horn of Africa, uh, Soviet intervention on the Horn of Africa. And then I completed a Ph.D. at Auburn University, in um, instructional design and administration of higher education and technology and education. You and then uh, in 82, after I came, uh, 76, I left Okinawa, came to Herbert Field, where I was the dean of the, of the school most recently. But at that time, I was the wing intel officer for special operations, first special operations wing. And for rescue, I was dual-headed. And uh, I stayed there for three years, uh, and I also taught at the school where I ended up here in the, in the 2000s being the dean. And then in 1979, uh, the Air Force asked me to come to Air University in Montgomery uh, to serve at the International Officer School as faculty there. And I did that, and I stayed there for three years and retired in 1982. Uh, in 82, I started at the university system in Alabama and taught in the College of Business until 89. And then I went to Atlanta as um, assistant superintendent for technology services for 112 Atlanta schools, 90,000 students and about 5,000 faculty or more. And I did that for five years. And then I came back to Alabama State University and as the director for management information systems academic computing at the university. And this time, first I started out in the College of Business uh, for the first seven years as a assistant uh, assistant professor for management. Then after coming back and being the director for management information systems and academic computing, in other words, all the computing on campus was my responsibility. And uh, in 96, I was uh, recruited by the Saudi Air Force uh, to come to Saudi Arabia and re-engineer all the Saudi Air Force training, education and training. And so I went there and served for six years as the instructional systems design and information system design advisor to the commander of the Saudi Air Force, headquarters Air Force in Riyadh. I came back to the States two weeks before 9-11 in uh, 2001 and then uh, finished my 
time at Alabama State, retiring in 2008. Uh, in the interim, I also uh, had tagged on with University of Phoenix as an adjunct professor teaching only in their doctoral program. And I've been there for 12 years, still there, still teaching for them. And it, that's online at home. And then in '09, I got a call from Herbert Field down at uh, Special Operations School and informed me that I was on their short list for the dean of their first dean. They never had a dean before. Dean of Academics for the Air Force Special Operations School at Herbert Field. Air Force Special Operations are uh, entities that call Air Commandos. They're the equivalent of the Navy SEALs or the Army Rangers and Army uh, Special Ops guys, the uh, Green Berets, that type thing, and MARSOC in the Navy, I mean in the Marine. Uh, and we all report to SOCOM, U.S. SOCOM, which is a Special Operations Command down at uh, Tampa at McDill Air Force Base. So then uh, I served eight years as the dean, eight years, nine months as the dean of academics for the United States Air Force Special Operations School in the Congressive GS-13 there at um, Herbert Field, civilian uh, defense, uh, civilian employee, civil service. And on 21 May, I out of the blue, was given a letter uh, regarding my use, my self-admitted use of uh, CBD oil, non-psychoactive CBD oil, as part of my treatment regimen for my uh, 2015 diagnosed uh, prostate cancer, carcinoma. And told that I was on administrative leave pending uh, final decision on the proposal to remove me from office. So that was 21 May. It took them until 15 August to make the final decision, and indeed they did uphold the, pro the proposed removal and the next level up, Colonel uh, Robert Mathitis, uh, I approved uh, the dismissal, and I was uh, given a letter to that effect, effective within 24 hours, the next day at 4.30, which would have been the 15th. I, was, I received a letter in the morning of uh, the 14th at 10 o'clock, and I was told that I needed to be cleared out by the next day at uh, 4.30, which in itself is reprehensible uh, uh, given the service that I provided to the to the country uh, that they would give me like 24 hours to be gone. And uh, so the provision that they use for citing uh, the dismissal is a 1986 statute that uh, executive order signed by Ronald Reagan that uh, basically 
and is entitled uh, Drug-Free Federal Workplace. However, in that same policy at Section 7, page 5, paragraph C, there is explicit language that exempts use of a controlled substance, Schedule 1, Schedule 2 substance, pursuant to a valid prescription, of which I have and had. And my doctor wrote a letter to them to that effect to inform them that he had indeed prescribed it for me in treatment of the cancer. They summarily ignored or cherry-picked, as I call it, the, the policy in that they only paid attention to the provisions that supported their intent and categorically ignored paragraph C, which clearly states that if it is pursuant to a valid prescription, then it is not considered illegal drugs. And so that is my the basis of my appeal for the wrongful, what I believe to be wrongful action. And uh, that's where we are right now. I appeal to the Merit System Protection Board. The, the regional office that handles Florida is based in Atlanta. And uh, the action is pending now. And the way it process kind of works is they have up to 120 days to act. Um, plus, they could ask for another 60-day extension. So it could be as much as 180 days. And uh, that's uh, about all of it in a nutshell. That is insane, sir. Um, I know. So I just want I just want to be clear on this. Um, I apologize for having to ask for Afton to to kind of go into this, but you were not smoking cannabis, the flower. You no. were, you 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 were. T- how, how did you take the, the CBD? So just, just okay. It, it initially we started out. It's actually a regimen of CBD oil, tracticated by Echonogenics, Pectosol C, and now Traxin. Okay, those are tablets. At first, I took 36. I, I wasn't going to put chemo in my body, okay? I, I had enough sense to know better than that. Uh, and my condition, I had that option. Actually, the radiologist endorsed my naturopathic approach to curing the cancer. Uh, when I, I went to radiologists, I went to the Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I went to all of that. Uh, and I did my own research, and what I came up with was a regiment of prosticade, which are a mushroom derivatives, pectosol, which is a citrus derivative, naltroxin, which is a standard drug that they use with women for the most part, and I noticed that I, I researched the case, and I never found any female with cancer who had been on a serious regimen of naltroxone. So I went to my doctor and asked him to prescribe a mild dose of naltroxone for me, and he did. And 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 then the CBD oil to be used in drops, you know, dropping it on my tongue. After reading more about that, I learned that, that ingesting it that way, going through your digestive system, you only get about 15% absorption maximum. 
But then if you would vape it and have it go directly to your lung through the vapor, then you would get 60% or more. So I soon abandoned the injecting it uh, orally and started to, and went and got the vaping device and put the CBD oil in it and started vaping it. Okay. So that's what I did. Then uh, we noticed a change in the cancer MRI uh, report that the, that, that the cancer was being dissipated. And that was January. So in excitement about that and having received the news that one of my faculty person, Dr. David Beck, had contracted prostate cancer and he was all worried. He's got, you know, young kids and wife and all that. So I went to him and and and, and opened his clothes and said, Look, man, it's not a death sentence. I've had cancer now for two years and this is what I've been doing. And I was explaining the whole procedure to him. There was also another individual who had a prostate, uh, a PSA of 12, and he was all worried, uh, one of the IT guys. So we was, I brought the stuff to work to show them the device and show them what, what I was doing and, and open, disclose everything to them. Well, one of the graphic artist people that worked at the school a, a Lori Worth heard us and she went and reported me for using illegal drugs. And, and go ahead, go that's please. When, and, and that's when I was approached and I said, uh, yeah, I'm not using illegal drugs. I'm using a prescribed uh, uh, medication from my doctor. And it's my belief that if it's prescribed, it's not illegal. I didn't hear any more from the leadership after I said that until they hand me a letter. That was in March. They hand me a letter in May, the 21st, that said, get out of the building. The, the get and, out of the building after 24 hours, after decades of service. Oh, no, this, this was get out of the building in, in, in less than an hour. Oh, this, this, so, and then you were fired 24 hours later from that point. I, no, I was put on administrative oh, leave gotcha. on the 21st of May, Okay, and I wasn't fired until the 15th of August. It took them that long for the reviewing official, because the next level up was his boss, a colonel, 06. The person that proposed the dismissal is an 05 lieutenant colonel, the commandant of the school. I've had eight commandants in eight years there, okay? Ooh, ooh. I mean, they, they, they're military assignments. They, they're not educated. They don't know anything about education. As important as that special operations school is to special operations. Anyway, what happened is uh, after that conversation, this lady goes in to her boss and registers a formal complaint. Instead of them reading paragraph C to her, and saying here, in the drug-free workplace policy signed by Ronald Reagan, the executive order 12564, September 15, 1986, you can Google it. On page 5, it, paragraph, and section 7, paragraph C, it explicitly exempts use pursuant to a, a prescription 
Got it. Okay. And what? Um, and they well, categorically ignored that and admitted that they were ignoring it, saying the federal government does not uh, endorse. I said that is the federal government. Ronald right, Reagan. Right. Right. Now, the policy is federal. I. I um. Wh- how did you prescribe? So was there actual prescription or was it a doctor that recommended CBD to you? Well, you know, technically they say recommended. Okay, okay. Because, all right, but but he wrote a letter to the reviewing official as a part of my rebuttal package. There is an attachment. The letter in there from Alabama Functional Medicine, Dr. Ryan McWhorter, which you'll see it in the uh, Herald article. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, telling them and and inviting them to phone him and he would explain everything. They never did. Now, what does CBD do for you? Why do you take it? The CBD oil helps with re- remitting the cancer. It, it The receptors, it, it's a technical thing in yeah. terms of how the oil works with the blood to block. See, the cancer lives on getting, you know, blood. They get getting in your blood and, and get nutrients from it. The CBD oil mitigates that, and it blocks that. So it helps to kill it. Gotcha. And in fact, and in fact the MRIs verify this. I have a, a, a whole series of MRIs where it ends basically contained the cancer. And my it, most recent one, my most recent MRI was the 5th of September and the radiologist can't believe it. it, it your, your tumor has gone down? Your cancer has gone down? Oh, it's, it's almost gone. That's amazing. I'm so happy for you, sir. That's great. Yes. And that's why I say the hell with a job. You're going to make me choose cancer over employment? Are you Are you crazy? Now, um, tell me a little bit about your position at this. First of all, I, I just want to double check. What is the name of the uh, of the university that you were dismissed from? Oh, not, not university. Okay, okay. Okay, uh, you're, you're Army, so you would be maybe familiar with JFK Swick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm also from Florida, okay. too. Yeah, I'm from Florida, so I know, I know Herbert well, Field and all this but stuff. But I'm just saying, from an Army standpoint, okay. special operations school in the Army, it's called JFK Swick. Gotcha. Well, the Air Force equivalent of JSA, JFK Swick, a lot smaller, because we're smaller than the Army, obviously, is the United States Air Force Special Operations School. The acronym is USAFSOS. And it's based at Herbert Field, which is the headquarters for AFSOC, which is the Special Operations Entity for the Air Force. And we call them Air Commandos. And what did you They're teach there. while you were uh, at there? I, I didn't teach. I was the dean. That's right. No, I'm the, sorry. I'm sorry. All yeah. the okay. Okay. I was, I was, all, I was, the curric- all the design, the whole school was, was my responsibility. So you were the dean, and, and since you have been dismissed as the dean of the Air Force Special Oper- Operations School, um, are you falling on tough times financially? No. Okay. No. I just told you I have... Retirement. Right, no, no. I just want to make sure. I just, I, I, just, I just like to be clear, and I just want to make sure when, when you talk yeah, about no, doing I'm, this from employment, saying, and, and that's not consequential. But what I'm saying, uh, it, it, I should be able to, you know, work as long as I want to work. Absolutely. And 
I'm a hundred percent disabled veteran. I've got thirteen air medals. I've, I've got four thousand three hundred combat hours over North Vietnam as a Chinese linguist, flying in the back end of RC one thirty fives, doing voice intercept. Uh, I copied the first nuclear blast in China and other things that we can't talk about. But all I'm saying is, after over 30 years of service to the United States government, I get run down the damn road like I'm some criminal. That That is abhorrent, sir. And can I just say that, that I live in Washington. First of all, I'm a, I'm a former Army SIGINT analyst. I was a signals intelligence analyst in the Army. I know exactly... Okay. I know. Again. Yep. Okay, you yep. know what's coming. Well, I, I, comment. I know. Com- I yeah. Com- yeah, I know okay. exactly what you're talking about. I was a second analyst in Iraq for two years. Um, well, my 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 roommate at DLI was an Army uh, Korean linguist. Okay, I yeah. was Chinese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All my friends went to DLI. I was an analyst, so I didn't go to DLI, yeah. but I went to Goodfellow Air Force Base. But yeah, I know exactly what you're oh, talking. Yeah, a good buddy. That's where the simulators are. That's where everything is. Yeah. Yep, I know exactly. Well, I was airborne. Yeah, I was airborne. so was I flew twenty hour. I flew twenty hour missions on on Combat Apple and Rivet Joint. Rivet uh, Joint. Pipe. I've worked with Rivet Joint before. Yeah, so, yeah. If you're in Sigmund, I'm sure you know you're familiar with. Oh uh, yeah, that's great. And yeah. and I I live in Washington D.C. now, and Washington D.C. is legal to use marijuana, and I use marijuana, and my girlfriend uses CBD daily. Yeah, and it yeah. doesn't stop us from living our lives. And it shouldn't stop you well, from living yours. Mine is non-psychoactive. Exactly. CBD. Exactly. Yeah. It's totally ludicrous, man. Right. I, I get drug tested randomly. It has never shown up hmm. in the drug test. I had a drug test as late a federal drug test as late as October of 2017. Totally clear. I went after they gave me the damn letter on the 21st of May. I went and paid for a civilian uh, drug test that tested everything that the federal went. Absolutely nothing. And as we said at the front end of this podcast, Matt, not even the kind of cannabis that gets you high. It's the CBD oil. Non-psychoactive. I wanted to just say, as we wrap this up, um... Have you heard pushback or have you heard anything from the Congress? I know that we, you and I initially sat at one meeting almost a year ago this month uh, where they were talking about declassifying or reclassifying marijuana as Schedule II or, or, or something easier. And then you and I subsequently have seen things from the House Veterans Affairs Committee with the VA being pushed to do medical research or do research with cannabis. They hide behind the fact that it's a friggin' Schedule One federal law, but yet everyone knows now that people are having success, most certainly with cancer treatments, having some sort of efficacy using cannabis. Have you heard anything from Congress that says they're finally going to take a friggin' look at addressing this issue and taking the handcuffs off the military mainly and the stupid VA? So... The only P 
piece of cannabis reform legislation to ever make its way out of committee is, of course, H.R. 5520, which is the VA Medicinal Research Act, which would basically— And that was the one authored by Waltz from Minnesota, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Uh, he, spon- he helped sponsor it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ranking Democratic ranking member of the House Veteran Affairs Committee. That's out of committee. They're just waiting for a House to schedule a vote. The House has not has not done that. And I'm told by people in the marijuana advocacy space that this has to do with certain personalities on Capitol Hill that they didn't want to name. But mainly people that are prohibitionists, they're Republicans because they're the ones who control right. uh, all the chambers right now. They're staunch prohibitionists who are basically blocking this. And this comes down to like four people. Like – it, so it really, you know, check with your congressman. Can you women. drop a name? Can you share with me a name? I know Phil. I know Pete Sessions from Texas. Uh, he is he. He's on the rules. Committee. He's I'd be uh, judiciary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's a staunch prohibitionist, and um, he's one of the guys that uh, that that really is anti marijuana, and and has made it almost his vision to make sure legislation can't go forward. And look, 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 look. Veterans. The country has decided on marijuana, and it's time for the federal government to catch up. Veterans have decided. Uh, Nash, the American Legion did a poll yeah, last VSOs November. VSOs have 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 spoken yeah. up about this, yep. not just Americans, you know, that want to sit there and join Antifa and play hacky sack right. and smoke weed. I mean, veteran organizations that have served this country well and honorably have decided. And it, yeah, so the federal government will have to catch up. It eventually, will, but until until it does, people like Henry Cobbs are going to be caught in this limbo, and they're going to be punished for it. Hmm. Well, I thank you for bringing the story to light, and I will follow you down the path as we learn more about paving the way for some common blazing sense. the trail, if you will, <laughs> blazing the trail for some common sense reform with cannabis legislation. I appreciate you as always, Matt Saint Saint ConnectingVets.com. Thank you. And if you have a story idea, please share with me, Phil at ConnectingVets.com, and I will, as always, talk to you again on the next episode of Vet Story. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.